That's funny. Well, here we go. You know, I'm stuck on that one saying, that presupposing thing is really getting to me because without knowing it, that must have had a big impact on me when I was in India that time because selfing is sort of another way of saying it, yeah? The whole idea of selfing. But the selfing reinforces that presupposing. Yeah? You know what I mean? There's a presupposing. Let's say the mental state is presupposing something. Now that wouldn't be able to hold water unless it reinforces it with a lot of repetition to the point that its repetition is obsessive. Yeah? Actually, way past obsessive, obsessive, it becomes identified as it. So I see, you know, the selfing, that feeling of being that, that the existence of a non-existent thing, here you go, presupposing the existence of a non-existent thing, and then wanting to get salvation for that imaginary thing. What the hell supports that presupposing? You don't feel like you're presupposing, do you? You don't notice it, do you? You don't notice it unless someone points it out to you. I mean, I didn't notice it for a long time, and then something happened, and it dawned on me, and I didn't get the particulars, but I got the sense of it. You know, I got the sense that, hey, this is a foreign installment, or something's off, yeah? There's something, there's something going on that I wasn't really aware of while I was hyper-aware of a lot of other things. And then, in hindsight, this proved to be the case. There was that presupposing. See, supposing is something. Presupposing is different. I really dig how they use that. Because when the selfing supposes that you're a self, the supposing is presupposing to the point where the selfing feels like it's doing the selfing. Yeah, it's the doer of it. You know? That's a presupposing. That's like claiming a position after a fact, yeah? But then the claiming of it implies you were before the fact. Before the fact, yeah? The presupposing. So there's not just a supposing, there's a presupposing. So when you're, because the mental state, the selfing, which to me is just a thought system, yeah? And like Ram Rahashi said, what he called small m mind was just thoughts, compilation of thoughts. That's all it is, yeah? So the thoughts are going on, and those thoughts, because they're preceded again, there's a presupposing when you recognize a thought that you're the, either the thinker of it or you're thought about, or another thing is thought about, you know, another person or something, yes? So there's a presupposing there. So there's thoughts, and then there's something, the thoughts, when... When mind, bigger mind, or let's say awareness sees thoughts, the mental state uses that, that event to imply something. It says, there's a thinker. Yeah. There's no way a thought would ever lead to a thinker. You know? It wouldn't. There would just be thoughts. Yeah? Thoughts. But the thoughts are being used to imply a thinker, just like the actions, which are even stronger in a sense, the actions are being used to imply an actor, yeah? So through actions, the mental state claims the action and then uses that action to imply or to presuppose the actor. And the actor's sense is that it was before the action 
It was before all the actions, yeah? Not just this one action, it's always been the actor, even if there was an action or not. That's an incredible leap. To me, that's why it feels like a heist. Because something happens in time, and because we're not of time, you can see it. You can see the thief in your house. <laughs> you don't want to. You don't want to have it on the surveillance tapes after the fact. Oh well, he came in at nine o four. You were there. You're there before nine o four. You're there in timelessness, seeing awareness. You can see the intruder. You can see it. It's you see it. It's just like all right. There's a thought. The thought. The way. There's a certain relationship with what seeing the thought, yeah, and the mental state is what implies the relationship. It says it's who's seeing the thought, which is a thought. Mm-hmm. The what seeing isn't acknowledged; it's implied, but the what seeing cannot be erased or extinguished. It has to be compromised. The mental state has to claim it because it can't get rid of it. It can't get rid of what's so. So what it can do is claim it and put itself in the position of Watso, and then the re- the reign of Watso turns into the reign of the reign of Huso. <laughs> you know, so now it's who who is seeing, who is thinking, who is feeling, who is tasting, who is touching, and that who being pictured as a body can be thought about ad nauseum. Yeah. Because you can never be captured in thought. You cannot think of what you are. It's impossible. You can't capture it. You say, I'm thinking about what I am. <laughs> no, you're not. You're thinking, and that's not what you are. But I'm thinking, but no, you, there's no way you can even get close to what you are by thought. But you can be totally, totally reconfirmed and reimplied all day that you're a body by thought. Because the presupposing, when the thought is heard the way we hear thoughts, as the hearer, as the thinker, as the person, as the historical action figure, in that condition, yeah, now the thoughts own us. We own the thought, and then the thought owns us, isn't it? I mean, people, every time I go to a recovery meeting, people finally, they'll yapping, and then finally they down, I'm just fucking things driving me crazy. What is that that's driving them crazy? It's like thoughts are thoughts, they're powerful, but they're being wielded by the mental state to drive the mental state crazy because it gets a big reflection of its false self that way. Yeah? And most people, when, have you ever heard when people start just telling you everything that's happening that's good? You want the juicy shit, you know? You want people fucked up and demoralized because it makes you feel it's somewhat more bearable in hell if other people are cooking. You know, and maybe they're even cooking more than you. You, you get a weird sense of fucking morbid okayness. Oh, he's fucked. Far out. You know? <laughs> I don't have to achieve much today. At least I'm not where he is or she is. I get a break from the incessant pressure of the mental accountant going over every move I make to see if he can extract any value of it to give me some worth, some (laughs) self-worth. It's like we're trading in a false currency. 
It's got, no, it's like paper money. It doesn't mean a fucking thing. The gold standard is gone. We're totally, the gold, what we, what we are is incredibly valuable, and it's deemed not to be at all, that it must be added on to constantly. And you can never do enough, can you? When do you get a break? <laughs> so if you see it, this is what the whole talks are all about, is describing what we're not. You can't describe what we are. And anyone says they can, they're insane. Because what you are is an experience. You know? It's not an experience. It's impossible. How could it be an experience? To have an experience, there's got to be something having the experience. Yeah? Yeah. So how can I have an experience of what I am? It's impossible. I'd have to be something other than what I am to experience what I am. Yeah? See, this is always the rub we always run into. That's like the Buddha seeking the Buddha thing. You know, mind seeking mind. See, you could seek the Buddha if you were a body. But you can't seek the Buddha because you're, you're the Buddha. <laughs> You can't, you can't go over that one fact. You can't get around it. You can't make some convoluted philosophy that finally ends you up in having an experience of yourself. You can't. It's impossible. Yeah. So you can't... You, therefore, all journeys, all traveling, all trip planning is pointless because you are that which you're looking for. So it can't, so they say that the no approach approach. You can't approach. They make they say these great little cryptic things like no the no way way or whatever. They're attempting to imply you can't use the formal methodologies that we use to know everything here because what we are is not a thing. And no matter how much science tries to picture itself as outside. The one thing they're never going to figure out is that which is knowing can't be known. So all the, all the scientists can never know that which is knowing. They can't know it. They can know everything else that's a thing and they can measure and this and that and mathematics, but they cannot know what's knowing. That's beyond, that's beyond knowledge. Knowing can't be known. Seeing can't be seen. What's hearing can't be heard. It's that simple. So what happens? It disarms all of these like hiccups of movement because the mental state is in time. Yeah? It can slow down. What Even when it slows down super, super slow, it's still in time. It's never going to slow down enough to get in line with timelessness. It's impossible. It can get. It can have the most peaceful, still walking around like you know. It's still not going to get in in step with timelessness because timelessness is a total different thing than time. It's not that which is in time. So all these things of trying to use time to get to timelessness, trying to use effort and thought to get to what exhibits no effort or thought. Your basic sense of being on, does it exhibit any effort or thought? No. Maybe my knees are creaking when I wake up, and this and that, and, you know, I did too much exercise. On. <laughs> on. 
I mean, on. The worst fucking thing happened on. Best thing on. <laughs> you know what I mean? Everything in between on. When something comes, it's on. When something goes, it's on. Before something comes, it's on. After it shows up, it's on. It's basically always on. How, how, could, how could we come up with ideas? Well, you have to do a lot of efforting to get there, to get back to that. How could you ever get there through efforting if it doesn't exhibit any efforting at all? I think most of us are afraid is the, the boredom of nothing. <laughs> because you may not know it, but you may find out that there's an addiction to experience. You may like experiences, which is fine, you know, the mental state, but it may prevent something to become obvious to you because you'll be trying to cast something that cannot be cast onto an experience, onto an experience. You'll try to get what you can't get. You'll try to experience your own absence, which you can't. It's impossible. Yeah. And there'll be a drive. And then we get into spiritual spectacle. Because we want to have something that really convinces not what we are, but convinces what we're not. That we're fucking alright. Feeling the spirit. Drink. Have a quart of vodka. You'll feel spirit. That's what alcohol means. It's spirit. <laughs> Something like that. You'll feel spirit. You just drink, right? And it's faster. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> that was one of the good things for me, in a way, because I got this thing started happening, and then I didn't rush out to try to improve it, you know? It wasn't any of my choice. Just like when I looked outside, I knew someone was lost in the wilderness with you two. So I just, we were sitting here, and I just got up. I not one, not a thought. Just got up, went out, looked, and there was Christine, right? Christine. Yeah. So that's what happens, yeah? No thought whatsoever. You're just drawn to something, and then it happens. And then it, then it, then it's over, and it doesn't leave any, any, any residue. What's whatsoever. It's a, it fits the idea of uh, non-doing, which doesn't mean not doing. It means there is no sense of being the doer in the action. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now that is like a clean form of living here. You're not leaving any trace. Yeah. You're not leaving not not leaving your tattoo on this on the uh, the screen here. Yeah, no thought, or maybe there's one or two because oh, look that way, and then drip, and then something happens, and then it stops, and the same space that's never been diverted or uh, intervened on or stopped becomes apparent. You now are it's it's obvious in your in this event that there is only that going on and on and on. It's not even going on and on and on and on. Yeah. It's just on and on and on and on and on. Yeah. So all these little things that would grab your attention and mean so much, stop meaning so much, and then the, it's sort of like, instead of going with the, the you're on the baseline. The, yeah. It's always there. The baseline's always underneath, all the spiking and this and that. But now your interest and attention isn't going up on that little stock market graph, yeah? And then you just let, you're on the baseline, 
And things come and things go, but when something comes and something goes, you're still there. When the selfing stops, you're still there. When the selfing starts, you're still there. You see the selfing. It's an action. It's an activity. Just like digestion is an activity. Just like the blood being pumped is an activity. We call it precious (laughs) because we think it's about us, but it isn't. It's the same thing. It's an activity. Activity has a lot of breaks. There's a lot of pauses. There's a lot of disruptions. It's very difficult for the mental state to keep the story going, even in one day that you're this continual action figure. There's got a lot of things have to be forgotten, like all the miracles of the day and the coincidences, just to reassert the story. Yeah, but the point is, when the selfing seems to stop, what's there? What's there? What was there when the thought came and the thought goes? What's there? We have a hard time recognizing it because we usually recognize something when it leaves. We know when it's left and therefore we can see it when it comes. But what we are doesn't leave or come. It is like that story with the fish in the water. The fish knows, sees everything in the water, but it never senses the water of it. Because it's always been in that water. Or gravity. People are always bitching about hills and fucking steps, but it's gravity. And you could study a book on gravity and become an expert and go on, be a pundit about gravity and go on TV shows and spend four years studying it, but the quickest way to learn it is go into an anti-gravity chamber. As soon as you felt its absence, you know its presence. The same thing with selfing. When you see from what you are, you'll see the presence of selfing, and you recognize its inherent absence. When you're looking from the absence of selfing, you'll feel like it's the presence. But when you see the selfing, you'll realize it's absent. Yeah. When you're looking from it, it's present. It's sort of like a fact. And then you're trying to keep everything sort of better or, or more progressive after that fact. But when you're seeing the selfing, you're before the fact. And in the before, it's not a fact. It's an activity. It all, it all weighs on you. If you comply with its wish, You'll go up the ass of self. If you don't, it's just an activity. Every second. It's really, it's like basically two invitations. The mental state with a big megaphone. And then the the all-pervading silence. It's like even if you hear a sound in this room, the sound can denote the silence that is its mother and father. It's the silence that allows notes to be heard. You hear something, and then there's a context, which is silence. Silence is what amplifies the note. It's the context that gives life to the content. Being absorbed in the content, you forget that you're context, and then you suffer the, the trials and the slings and arrows of being a content. You know, just like the Course in Miracles, I think it's one of the most succinct statements of how everyone in this whole planet, if you want to call them people, everyone's day is exactly like this. You and I are the dreaming of the dream. We forget that we're dreaming it. 
How do you do that? I, my humble, you know, invitation is that it's remembering self. And how do you do that? By paying attention to the selfing. You know, instead of hearing it, you're listening to it. It's totally different. The selfing is heard. It's an activity. You're conscious. You'll hear it. But when you listen to it, it becomes more than an activity. It becomes the activity that produces the one who's active. Yeah, and that's the lie. See it? It's a heist. It's a heist. Literally. It's the heist of the jewel of timelessness through the thievery of time, basically. The mental state takes time. When it does its little wonder, you, it's, it, there's a presupposing that you're a non-existent thing that wants to get salvation from the non-existent thing as the non-existent thing. <laughs> How's that going to work for you? I want to say this, Marie. Haven't been here months, so all right. Here's this thing, a beautiful statement from Ramana Maharshi that I've been riffing off of like five months now. I feel like it should be on every front page of every spiritual book. Their sales would go down incredibly if people saw this. <laughs> and my new, when we do the book again, because I can change the book that we have out, I'm going to have Amazon put this on the first page. All right, ready? Get ready. Presupposing presupposing, very important, the existence of a non-existent thing. Pray tell, what is that non-existent thing? Hmm? <laughs> Whatever can be perceived can't be what's perceiving. Oh, that's the non-existent thing. But it seems like it's the only thing that's existing. Exactly. <laughs> that's the identification with the non-existent thing you take everything that's non-existent to be existing <laughs> of its own volition <laughs> and then the existing no-thing gets totally forgotten seemingly <laughs> it can't be forgotten <laughs> but in time it can seemingly be forgotten why do you think time is so available here? It's, being, it's the only way you can forget what you are, seemingly. It can appear to be true or false to you. It does many times in a day, really. You know, if you do something you love, it doesn't, it's not appearing to be true. And then when you, do, so when you get back into the drudgery and you doing it, it appears like it's the only reality there is. So here, the presupposing the existence of a non-existent thing and then wanting to get salvation for that imaginary thing. <laughs> it's a little dilemma, really. People would rather not... They, like, they want to bypass this point and get on the business of trying to seek salvation as the non-existent thing instead of realizing there's never been a bondage of the non-existent thing. It can only appear to be. Alright, so when your practices themselves become a means of giving life to the non-existent thing, <laughs> how can they destroy it? Pray tell. See, when I heard this, it was a long time ago, it triggered recognition, you know, a lot of it. 
if I would have had spiritual pants, they would have fallen down, but I was wearing the yoga whites over in India. But this stopped me in my tracks, and in it, my mind just entertained the possibility this little door opened. You know, just walking around, like, uh, still does. I hear it now, and it does the same thing. A giant, a little door opens, and there's this wide expanse <laughs> of empty, fucking brilliant clarity. <laughs> So, when your practices themselves become a means of giving life to non-existent thing, how can they destroy it? Okay, here we go. To try to destroy this non-existent thing by practices other than self-inquiry, I'm cutting that out because, you know, whatever. So, here we go. To try to destroy this non-existent thing by practices is to be just like a thief turning himself into a policeman to catch the thief that is none other than himself. I rest my case. Who said that? Ramana Maharshi. He says it in a few areas. And I just, I just, this book, I was doing a garage sale and I went through some of my old boxes and I found this book from India and I was reading some of it. And I got stopped at this page and then I haven't left this page now for about six months. Because I said it thousands of ways, the same way, but it's better to hear it from a supposed authority instead of from me. And I like to hear it more from this than from me anyway. But the whole selfing to me is the activity to reinforce that presupposing. That's what it does. Yeah? Because the, the, the mental process has claimed activities. The thoughts, um, the thinker. Actions, um, the actor. Yeah? Here, it's even claimed conscious activities which don't exhibit any thought or effort. It's not like, you know, walking up a hill or pick, you know, digging a giant hole for a landscaping. That would seem to be effort and stuff. But it's, it's putting itself, it's presupposing itself as the one who's conscious, the one who's seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, and touching. Isn't it? That's what it does. So the seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, and touching is the, is the manifestation here. This is, what's, this is the oddness of this event. Then a mental process arises in time, that, and it presupposes that its idea of you was before this event, that you're the one who's seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching. And then that presupposing is just reinforced all day. Yeah? And it goes on, very, very rarely investigated, because when you, look, when you want to look for it, you'll be looking for it as it. Like, and you'll be caught in that thief now plays the role of a policeman to catch a thief who's none other than himself. Isn't that happening? Quite a lot. So in a way, you're sort of stuck, which is great, because then you see the reliance on what you're relying on, all these activities that don't really hold water, that have displaced you seemingly, from what you really are into something that you're not. And let's say everything's been fine or not, but there's some, like in Buddhism, they talk about that suffering is the dilemma, and then they had different ideas of suffering, you know. They, sometimes they try to describe it, he meant like a malaise or a dissatisfaction, or for me it would be like in recovery, irritable, restless, and discontent. There's just like, something's not adding up here, yeah. 
something's just not like when I do everything I was supposed to do and get everything I was supposed to get, it doesn't translate into me feeling great. And if it does, it doesn't seem to last. And then I, then what I own owns me. Yeah, I've got to pay a lot of attention to this stuff that's giving me this sense of ease and comfort. Yeah, and therefore it's not even a sense of ease and comfort anymore because there's so much work involved. Yeah. Just like the one, the old Zen master in the faith mind said, you can't use activity to produce stillness, that would be activity. This is like the little paradoxical Chinese thumb puzzle we always get into. So, if this is the case that many of us are starting at a false square zero, and we're starting at this point of being in the presupposing of being this non-existent thing, these are warnings that is going to tell us, hey, bro, <laughs> nothing's going to happen. You can do it for eons, like a great Zen master, Hoang Po said. You can't, if the Buddha is seeking the Buddha, and you're using mind to seek mind, and you're using light to seek light, you can do it for eons, and nothing's going to happen. I find that to be very refreshing, because someone's warning me, hey, bro, save some time. Just like a lot of times in my events, when people would share something, and I was very enamored with spiritual demonstration, and this lady was one of the most demonstrable spiritual demonstrators I ever seen, and she told me after five years it didn't mean anything, that saved me a lot of freaking time. I said, okay, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm not going to do that insane thing of thinking I'm going to do what they do and expect different results. That's fucking insanity. <laughs> just because I have a special exemption for my own, you know, I just, you know, it'll work for me even though it's not worked for anyone else. <laughs> what an insane thing to keep doing. So all this stuff is just, for me, saves time. So that's the case. And then what's supporting this presupposing has to be the thought system. Like the, the recovery says, the problem resides in the mind. It's not a fucking essence of mind. It's an activity. The thought system. The thought system pictures you as a body. And therefore, every time you follow a thought, it's like hitting a little bell and the mind's picturing you as a body all day. Can you imagine, it's like you ever see Clockwork Orange when they had the crazy punk who was really thing, they had him, he had his eyes open, they were showing these pictures of insane violence, so he would never, if he ever did violence again, he'd get sick to his stomach. This is, instead of having it, we're like the other way. We're looking in here, but I pinned every thoughts about me all day. You're going to be picturing yourself as a body after about 10, and you're going to have 69,990 more every day in the picture <laughs> Hey, Paul, <laughs> hey, you, <laughs> I think, <laughs> you don't think it's going to make a temporary impression that's going to seem to be long-lasting in time? I would imagine it would. <laughs> but if you can see the mechanisms of your seeming demise, that's the seeming liberation. Because you are what you're looking for. And how is... How are you going to participate in being what you're looking for? By seeing what you're not. That's how you are what you're looking for. By seeing what you're not. That's how you are what you're looking for. Is in, the, is in that action of seeing what you're not. So the emphasis leaves all the activities 
and goes not to the one who thinks is having the activities, but to that which is all. Yeah? And you're not a, a nanosecond away from it. You're, you are what you're looking for. I mean, uh, did they, did they were, were they trying to sell us something? I mean, St. Francis, he was in the spiritual business, he would have ruined his whole cottage industry by saying, what's looking is what you're looking for. Now, if he wanted a business, he would have said, what's looking, and then have 12 pages of what you had to do to become what you're looking for. But he didn't. He said, what's looking is what you're looking for. And it's like, what's looking if you do this? <laughs> no, no, there was no requirements. What's looking exactly when, right now, is what you're looking for. How could that fucking be? Not from the point of view of being you. You've been trying to get out of you your whole fucking life. How do you, you know, you, that's the last thing you want to hear. I'm what I've been looking for. I definitely wasn't looking for me when I shot cocaine in my neck. <laughs> I wanted to get as far away as possible from this me. <laughs> no. I mean, that's the last place. I can't be in a relationship. I can't be with me all day. Can you imagine being with me seven days a week? Fuck, I can't be with anything. Any other person. I can't handle this. <laughs> what you are is the space that you're yearning for. You are that space. Or that God-shaped hole is a portal. Stop fucking trying to fill it up and see what comes out. Yeah, pause and let something show itself. It's wanting to come out the whole time you keep putting shit in there. <laughs> you think, yeah, I, gotta, I gotta fill that hole. It ain't a hole, it's a portal. Something's coming through, seeking expression. Why don't you let it? Why don't you submit finally? Only for this second, that's all. And if you're in the habit of it, you know what a habit is? It's an it's action without thoughts. A habit. A habit is an action without thought. There's no thought involved in it. Just like I have a habit that I don't think about, should I go to an AA meeting? It's which one? I'm in the habit of going to meetings. So there's very almost no thought about it. And it's one of the best insurance policies I have as an action figure. It keeps me out of a whole lot of fucking trouble. Yeah? I just never think about it. Well, this idea of leaning into that which you are can become a habit. You know? You're just going to have that tilt. So, what will occur is all the things, all these activities that seem so apparent in the foreground will move to the background. And in the background, will move to the foreground. And the cart will be behind the horse. If it's, if it's right for you, you'll feel the rightness of it. You'll feel the grace has now placed you in a position of neutrality with no thought or effort on your part. It will be like the problem never existed. And that's, that's true. That's an experience you can have here. You can have an experience that the problem doesn't exist. So I see the power of us that's being diverted into selfing, where we can make, we're miracle workers, you know, like I always use the, the uh, example of Lazarus being brought to, back to life by Jesus, you know, incredible miracle supposedly, but at least Lazarus was once alive, 
We're making shit out of nothing all day, aren't we? We don't even have a Lazarus. We're just fucking cooking up, and in our own little private Idaho, our own little porno theater, we're producing great effects out of nothing, just by thought, just by just by speculating how things are going to be. <laughs> you don't see the power of that? It's an incredible power. If you surrender that power and let it be directed and and conducted and navigated by something other than K-Paul, other than, you know, fucking self-centeredness, <laughs> you'll be the better. You know, that's what I call the term traveling lighter. To the greatest experience I would like in this life, after all the big highs and lows, is just traveling lighter. Just that every day I have an ease and comfort in my own condition and skin, whatever, because they're not my own. And in circumstances and situations, I find myself. To me, it's bigger than all these... I think we're aiming too high, you know, enlightenment. We have no fucking idea what we're talking about. If you just felt content, you'd be happy as hell. You really would. You would get enlightenment. <laughs> Lifetimes, forget about it. I just want to have a latte and enjoy it. You know? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> you're not that important. You're not a chosen one. No, no. You're not been, <laughs> the angel didn't kiss you on the cheek. It's nothing like that. You're not that important. <laughs> Give yourself a break. <laughs> You'll find in disinterest, your interest is freed. Man. If you get disinterested in the selfing, your interest will be freed. And instead of enslaving seemingly you today, it will be enriching your day. The same energy, just like faith. You have faith, 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 faith. It's a, it's a movement of my faith. Yeah? But faith's manifestation here is going to be the vehicle it's put in. And we have tons of examples of it. People who are devoted to the thought system are producing tons of anxiety through the faith they have in the thoughts. How else could it be? Because another person can have those same, same thoughts and not, get, not be moved one inch. So it's not the thoughts, it's the mind in relation to the thoughts. Yeah? So when the mind believes the thoughts, those thoughts have a huge amount, amount of power to exert where? On the, on the dreamer. You, know? you and I are the dreaming of the dream, we forgot that we're dreaming, and we've given everything we've dreamt the power to affect us as a body. Sounds like everyone's day here. Isn't it? So where do we remember what we are? We don't. We are that. We don't have to remember it. That would be, that would be bringing it into time and having it and implying that it could ever not be remembered. It's not remembering. It's just the sense of what's so, an intimation. Yeah? And you lean into it. And you'll know the tree by its fruits. You'll start traveling lighter. Yeah. And if you give it more time, it'll be easier to see because it'll be a bigger contrast. Yeah. Now, you're, now there's not an experience of you. There's not a waiting to have an experience of you. There's the immediacy of being. Yeah. With no requirements necessary to meet it. Don't have to concentrate on it. It's better, actually, I don't think, I think it's better not to. 
I think it's better to have a relaxed, very open lens instead of a concentrated one. Concentration can distort shit, too. Yeah? The open lens, the larger view, picks up the space everything is. You pick up, you intimate what's actually so by looking in a room. You can see by the space. You can sense the space, almost. You start having an intimation of it. Yeah? It means something. You know, it's like tactile, almost, to try to put it in sense words. But you start sensing emptiness. And it, that that ever-present guest or the, the ever-present host that goes unnoticed, you start noticing the space. Yeah? And all roads lead to you. <laughs> There's nothing... You are the reality here. There's nothing that's prior to what's seeing right now. No way. Yeah. How it, it's always hinted at. The Course says you and I give everything all the meaning it has. That covers a big a large swath of possibility, everything at all in one sentence. So, I'm giving everything all the meaning it has, then I can't be given a meaning. If I'm the giver of all meaning, I can't be given a meaning. Could I? If I'm the giver of all meaning, all and everything has been given the meaning by me, can I be given a meaning? No. The mental state gives it this a meaning and it calls me that. But this is the truth is that that which gives all meaning cannot be given any meaning. Yeah? You find out about it because you are it. You live it. You know? It's like that book I was at that bookstore 900 pages on consciousness. Now it may be a great book but aren't you conscious? Why would you want to study what you are in a book? Trying to know it better? Just observe, you know, just be in it. See what's happening, yeah? See what it feels like to be incessantly on. It's going to make some, it's going to make some inroads into your, into your fucking catacomb of concepts and old ideas and beliefs. It's going to sort of erode the system from underneath the system. Or like for me, it's like it bleeds from the back of the canvas out. You find out about it. You can't know it, but you find out about it by it knowing through this. It's a feeling. It's a, a movement. Yeah. So, again, I'm going to say it 800 times last six months. Presupposing the existence of a non-existent thing. So what's the thing that's non-existent? What is he pointing to? This is a thing, eh? No, he's not pointing to self. That's the mental story. He's pointing to the body. So this non-existent thing, yeah? Because you you couldn't say that the mental state is a thing in a way. But this is a thing, yeah? So this, the presupposing of a non-existent thing and then wanting to get salvation for that imaginary thing. Listen to what how people talk about spirituality. It sounds like a journey a body takes, doesn't it? I'm on a spiritual journey. What would take a journey but a body? Where's spirit going to journey to? Where would it stop and start and arrive at and leave? <laughs> How can you say? You know, or they talk about, uh, I was brought up to the mountaintop. What gets brought up to the mountaintop? A body, right? 
Even even the topic and the and the category and the subject of our own nature, spirit, is is framed in a body language. You don't see that as an impediment to. So you would only be able to really know it as framed by a body. So if I knew spirit as framed by a body, then it would probably be really disappointing because it wouldn't demonstrate what I thought it should demonstrate for the body. I should fucking feel great all the time. (laughs) I should be blissed out constantly and having everyone notice me and lovingly adore me or at least give me money. (laughs) So when all that stuff doesn't happen, it's terribly disappointing to to the head thinking of spirituality framed as a body. Or I should show some powers or my skin should get really clear or more translucent. I mean, I saw some guy put a thing about another person, the guy on my uh, on my uh, Facebook thing. Someone told me, hey, you should remove that. And the, the people described it, his eyes, his eyes are like translucent. Fuck, who cares? You can buy contacts and make your eyes look like a translu- translucent ocean. It's like, don't, don't, you want, do you think a physical attribute is demonstrating... <laughs> I mean, we're, we're in a, don't you see? We're in a frame. The presupposing non-existent thing is the frame. That's all the interpretation is being based on. That goes out and comes back in. The system says it's us that's seeing it, but that's the identification as the frame. But we're not, yeah? See it. It's, it's available. It's doing its thing right now, maybe. Watch it. Yeah. And if, after a while, if you do see it, there's going to be a shift sometime because the emphasis will be not on what you're seeing, but on what's seen. You'll get a free sample. And then you realize, man, the self thing has stopped many times, but what noticed that it stopped? <laughs> that which continually continues. <laughs> what else? How could. <laughs> If the selfing is saying it's the most constant, long-lasting, fucking independent thing here, then when it doesn't seem to be so, what's noticing it? What's noticing its inherent absence when its little charade slips? That incessant on this here. The seeing sees all. From all. I don't think it's a huge uh, chore to try to beckon it forth. I don't. I really don't. I think it's as easy as the demonstration of it moving through the five sense gates. You know? Just as seeing seems without any effort and any thought, just like hearing doesn't seem to have any effort thought, unless the eardrum's screwed or unless the eyeball. But if you clear, if you take the cataract out of the eye, it sees like that. A second, a half a second later, pretty much. Yeah, it's it's maybe the telescope that causes the blur, but it's not what's looking through the telescope. Yeah, and that has never demonstrated any effort in my life or any thought, nor was it ever conjured up by any thought. It seems prior to it all. Yeah. 
You're in the house already. The, the thief isn't. You're going to see it come in. You'll welcome it and call it me, or you'll see it as an activity. Really, that's, that's the situation. Either you, you, you're going to see it either way. One is going to be followed by me. The, you know, oh, me. Or the other is, not, nothing said, you just see it. Yeah, just see it. See what it is. And what it is informs you of what it ain't. And it ain't you. Very clearly, it is not you. I mean, literally, you don't need years and years of it being revealed. One little segment of it will tell you very clearly, you're not that. <laughs> and this is sort of like a weird way of attempting to reinforce that, so you become familiar with it. So if you're looking for things, you'll be looking for things from there, instead of trying to believe those things are going to bring you that thing you're looking for. Yeah, the looking will continue, but maybe you'll travel lighter over it. Yeah? Bursting. Bursting. <laughs> <laughs> Any questions? No, never. No.